0: Oil prices are up sharply this morning on signs Israel's ground invasion of Gaza is imminent. That's pushing the Aussie and Kiwi dollars lower against the US dollar on a flight to safety. That's coming up in our five things in 5 minutes. And then in our bonus deep dive, we speak to Richard Yitzinger about what's happening with investment outside of China. The
1: China slowdown is lowering the external cost of capital for the rest of the region. That's been the single biggest shift in Singapore's favour, in Vietnam's favour, in India's favour.
0: Number one, Brent crude prices jumped nearly $5 a barrel to $91.50 on signs over the weekend that Israeli forces will advance into Gaza within the next 48 hours. The U.S. dollar is strong on a flight to safety with all of this geopolitical tension that has dragged down the more risk-sensitive commodity currencies. The Aussie dollar starts the day just under 63 U.S. cents at 62.94, and the Kiwi dollar, it starts at 58.85 U.S. cents. Both are down around half a cent this morning. Number two. China's inflation data out on Friday for September showed a flatlining. Now that's stoking fears of a rocky road ahead for the world's second largest economy. ANZ's economist for China, Xiaopang Xing, explains.
2: CPI is at zero, no change from the previous. And uh, PPI, uh, yeah, we got some uh, improvement, but uh, also uh, below the uh, forecast number. So uh, the big reason behind the, the, the inflation performance is that the bigger drag from the food price. Yeah, I think it's closely related to the very weak consumption data during the holiday, uh, during the Golden Week. Basically, we expect this will continue. Yeah, because at this moment, the consumers' confidence remain uh, very low. Uh, I think the government has uh, yeah, already launched hundreds of countercyclical measures against the uh, economic downturn. But uh, it needs more time for the domestic demand to recover. I think uh, this will not be uh, easy thing to do.
0: Number three. Now it's an election result in New Zealand. As expected, the Conservative National and ACT parties have won the election. That means there'll be a change of government from the current Labour administration that's been in power since 2017. ANZ New Zealand's chief economist, Sharon Zollner sees tighter fiscal settings, but only in the longer run.
3: So certainly the policy mix between national and labour is different, but in terms of the overall fiscal stimulus into the economy, we'd ruled, we'd consider them broadly the same. You know, national wants to cut taxes, but also cut spending a little bit uh, compared to the labour policy platform. So on that regard, there's not a lot of immediate news for the Reserve Bank. Uh, in the longer run, the fiscal strategy could change. In particular, uh, we may see a stricter a set of settings for what they will do if they get positive revenue surprises, for example. So what we've seen in the last couple of years is that any positive revenue surprises have tended to be spent. Uh, So over time, we may see a bigger divergence, which could see fiscal policy perhaps become more of a friend to monetary policy than it has been over the last year or two. Uh, But that does fall into the wait and see basket.
0: Number four. The other thing to watch from the general election is what happens with New Zealand's housing market. Here's Sharon again.
3: On the other hand, the housing market is really going to be an interesting one because uh, whether there's two or three parties in the coalition, they all agree on changing the tax rules for property investors back to what they were previously. And, And it does appear that that tax change did have quite a cooling impact on housing demand from investors. So we may see a bit of a bump there. We would view the housing market as an upside risk for the Reserve Bank just given the sheer size of the migration boom that we're having. 110,000 people net have arrived. That's a decent-sized city by New Zealand standards. Um, So although interest rates are still high and uh, the labour market is cooling, there is still a risk that the housing market uh, could have a a little flurry of activity. Um, So the Reserve Bank will be watching that a little bit nervously, I think.
0: Number five. New Zealand's PMI numbers out on Friday showed the manufacturing sector there continued to struggle in September. Here's ANZ Senior Economist for New Zealand, Miles Workman. So, the key reason for weakness in the PMI is uh, the, the weakness that we're seeing broadly across the economy. That's high costs of production biting, uh, i.e., uh, high inflation, uh, and also rising interest rates weighing on demand. Miles Workman there. Now it's time for our bonus deep dive interview. This morning we hear from ANZ's Group Chief Economist, Richard Yetzinger, about last week's drama in the bond markets, how the Fed sees the global economy, what to watch out for this week, and a closer look at how the pullback in international investment from China is opening up opportunities elsewhere. I asked Richard first about all the action with the Fed.
1: We have had enough Fed commentary, I think, to convince the market that the central case is the Fed is on hold. The Fed wants to be on hold. The Fed has signaled they'd like to give the tightening that has been delivered time to flow through. They do acknowledge they are seeing some impacts from the tightening of the sort that they like to see, i.e. weaker demand in the economy and some softer inflationary pressure. So I think the CPI number is just a little hiccup in that road rather than something that fundamentally changes things.
0: Just looking ahead uh, for the week to come, the data and the um, events to watch?
1: Actually, almost everywhere you look, there's something that's going to attract us uh, uh, this week. After the CPI in the US, the activity numbers are going to be important. There's no doubt about that. And there's a raft of those across retail, industrial production, the business surveys and housing, uh, China very much, in my mind, remains an important counterbalance to this US story and to the, the degree to which China, the Chinese economy is stabilising, still a very important question. Aggregate financing is out this week. We must see a sustainable pickup in the financing flows if China is going to stabilise the economy and get some pickup. And we get Q3 GDP. The market is at 1% and about 4.5% over the year. If you remember, the official target is around 5%. So this Q3 number is important to setting up the base for the last quarter to hopefully get us around 5% for the year. And then uh, maybe more locally, employment in Australia will be important to watch, particularly the underemployment aspect, which actually has been the part that has been loosening up a little bit in the last five or six months. And in New Zealand, we get a CPI number around the middle of the week. I think that will be pivotal to the market finally deciding is the RBNZ going to tighten at the November meeting or
0: not. And just um, uh, looking at the capital situation with China and international investment, I see you've got a an opinion piece out. Can you give us a sense of uh, how the picture in China might be affecting investment opportunities elsewhere in Asia?
1: Well, p- part of this, I think, is a little bit of a... You know, a pushback often when you talk about Asia and and China is such a big part of the discussion. Well, I I think that's very reasonable. China is about half the economy, the the regional economy uh, in GDP terms. It's not quite half the regional economy in population terms, but obviously very, very hefty. It's the world's largest trading nation. And the additional point, it has been this real magnet, this real vacuum cleaner for capital over the last two decades that's been important for the rest of asia to the extent it's meant china has been the first place that investors business portfolio managers have looked in the region now that china is expected to grow more slowly uh, i think it's the markets or consensus has been slow to come around to that idea but now it's becoming entrenched i think that does raise eyes from China as the only story in the region to say, actually, there are lots of other things going on, and let's look elsewhere. So if you like, the China slowdown is lowering the external cost of capital for the rest of the region. That's been the single biggest shift in Singapore's favour, in Vietnam's favour, in India's favour, I think.
0: ANZ's Richard Yetzinga there. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was 5 and 5 with ANZ for Monday, October the 16th. Catch you tomorrow with a preview of New Zealand CPI inflation data. Podcast contains general information only, not investment advice. You should obtain advice for your personal circumstances before making any investment decisions. Please view the podcast disclaimer available via your media player or email.